And Colin Vadscalis, the Lord Mayor of Darwin, is here with me. We're having an animated chat. As usual. As usual. While the ads were playing there. Good morning to you, Con. Good morning, Katie. Now, mate, firstly, I do want to ask you about this situation where apparently businesses have been caught off guard uh, by what's been reported as a 370% uh, price hike by the Darwin City Council on discarding rubbish at the uh, city's waste management facility. Con, what is the go? How much of the fees gone? up here? Look, they haven't gone up. Uh, simply the people at the tip, they misinterpret the, um, the fees and charges and they overcharge a person who came up with a car. We have approached the person and we will discuss with him and if he's overcharged, we will reinvest the money. Okay. To make it clear though, we went back again and make it quite clear and plainly clear in the fees and charges now, what you charge if you turn up with a car with a two cubic meter bin, a three meter bin, so people are not overcharged. It was, it's, it's unfortunate. We apologize for that. A, a, a stupid situation. It happened, but the person certainly will be, um, reimbursed and we'll be discussing with him why it happened. So it has been made very clear now what people are paying when they tend. All right. And we're talking about commercial vehicles now. Yeah, yeah. Commercial operators, well, not everyday operators. The other thing I can tell you is that actually Darwin City Council tip is the only only tip that exists north of Catherine. There's no other tip. Uh, Palmerston does not have its own tip. Um, um, Litchfield does not have its own tip. Everybody uses the Palmerston, the Darwin City Council tip. So that means that people from Darwin, operators from Darwin, commercial operators come to our tip. So is Palmerston, so is Litchfield. So at this point in time, because we know it's Northern Skip Bins, they've told the NT News that, uh, well, that basically um, their fee for commercial vehicles went from $28 to 103 But you're saying now that's a mistake. That is not yes. the case. Uh, well, the 103 actually should be read. Like if you turn up with a, a vehicle, you charge yep. a hundred and three, and and you can actually dump it for the same price a ton, which is actually what the price of a ton to dispose it. If it's more, you pay more. It's unfortunate it happened. It's a pity he didn't pick up the phone or he but didn't so, he didn't talk to me so because it has gone I would up, become though. aware and sort straight away. But so has it gone up? It's gone up from twenty eight dollars to one hundred and three. No, that was the old system. The um, last year we charged. If you get a car in, you yep. get charged $28. It doesn't matter what happens. But these days, if you get a car in and you've got rubbish on it, you charge on the rubbish, not on the car. So 103 Yeah, and that's actually the fee of the um, of the, of per ton of, of rubbish to dump. But hang on, so that does sound like it's gone up. No, it's gone up. Commercial- Last year was $98 a ton. Okay. This year it's $103, $103. a ton. Yes. All right, so there certainly sounds like there's some confusion, but you're uh, going to be uh, getting in contact ap- with them. We apologise. Yep. On behalf of the council, I apologise. It was something that shouldn't have happened. It happened, but I said to you before, the man, is, the person is not going to be disadvantaged, going to be reimbursed any extra money he paid. And now it's very clear what people are charged when they got the tip. Now, Con, another thing that's got our attention overnight, uh, and it has been shared on social media, uh, we're hoping to be able to catch up with uh, the cafe operators, hopefully after 10 o'clock this morning. Vision outside Salvatore's in the city, uh, where there is a really large group of what look like very young people or, you know, young teenagers throwing things and just running a mark around the CB. Have you been alerted to this? No, I haven't been alerted to that one, but I have to tell you, Kate, yesterday I went for a walk in the mall and I found that the number of my palm trees had uh, their wires cut so they didn't have lights. So obviously something is happening in town. I'm going to bring it back to the council so they can be fixed. Now, 
this is about 500 meters from the, no, even 500, 200 meters from the police station that's actually in Mitchell Center. I wonder why these people can run amok and the police can't do anything about it or is not aware of it. So what happened? What did you say happened to you? The, no, what cut the wires done? on the ferry lights. You know how our uh, palm trees are wrapped in ferry lights? Uh, they cut the wires. I went there and I looked, why they're not illuminated? So where so are they? Physically, I saw the, in the um, mall? Outside Paspali and outside the uh, rabbit hole and um, in the bottom of uh, the... Um, Rain tree park. So all those fairy light wires yeah, have been cut. cut. Them. They cut them. We had a case before that um, a little kid, a young kid, cut the wires, but uh, the parents came and saw us, and they, you know, they pay for damage. Yep. But I mean, this is it. Actually, I've noticed in the last few days a couple of a, f- a small group of kids, which usually don't belong in Darwin, they're just too new, mm. um, mucking around, running around. They didn't know anything illegal. They were just congregated, but to to get together and start throwing things around, I think that's a police matter, and the police has to actually. Nip it on the bud before it became a bigger issue. So with these, with the fairy lights, I mean, how much do you anticipate that's going to cost to get fixed? Like, oh, was it a few of them it, or it, not it much It was very at all? easy. Okay. It just reconnect the wires. But the thing is, come on, guys, we want a beautiful mm. city. If you don't want a beautiful city, you want to live in a, put it bluntly, a shithole, yeah. go and live in a shithole. Yeah. We want a good city. We want a beautiful city. The lights are there to make a place more attractive. If you don't live to an attractive place, just go somewhere else. Leave the town and go somewhere else. Con, I do want to ask you about the decision by the government on Friday to hold Territory Day celebrations on the 29th of August. Uh, we caught up with a researcher yesterday who was very concerned about uh, about the potential of fires. Uh, we'd caught up with Bushfires NT last Monday when uh, we thought that Firecracker Night was, you know, still sort of, we knew it had been delayed, obviously, uh, from Territory Day, from the first of July, but we were, he was still concerned about um, dry season weather and the impact that it was going to have. What are you thinking when it comes to August 29 now being the date when people can let off fireworks? I've been listening to the debate too. Now, between me and you, council is not affected by the, war, the fires. It's yep. only the rubbish amount of rubbish we have to pick up next day. But as a territory, I don't want to see the territory day to be eliminated, no fireworks. But at the same time, listening to the experts, I think, well, probably the 29th of August this year is not the right time to actually have everybody throwing Fireworks. So the way out for the government is either have some areas, well-defined areas, people can go there and let their fireworks, so they're prepared, they can have, yep. let's say, firefighting equipment and everything else ready, just in, in case. But to let people light fireworks here in Darwin, Palmerston, in Hampton Doo, in Howard Springs, in the bush where the, mm. it's born dry, it is born dry, I think it would be... Asking for trouble, so it might be an opportunity for the government to say, "All right, we define these areas. You can come there and you can let your fireworks because you already bought the fireworks, and we'll be prepared if something goes wrong." But to let everybody go wild, <laughs> go out bush and start fight, uh, lighting fireworks can be a big, big problem for us, considering how dry it will be out there. Yeah. And we had a great wet, so there's a lot of fuel. If you actually drive down Stewart Highway, you can see a lot of fuel out there. That's the thing, and I think it's got a lot of people concerned, actually. Uh, Con, much else happening around the place that we should be aware of? Well, tonight we've got a very big council because we had a lockdown. Oh, yes. Uh, we're going to make a decision about a beautiful public car to be put in the Bicentennial Park. There are two 
items that are absolute magic. Uh, we are going to do an energy audit on Parapol to find out how much energy it uh, it uses. At the pool? Yes, yep. and the Cersei Street, we protect a tree. We're going to do some work on there because Woolworths wants to extend their car park and so we'll make it easier for people to get in and out. And we're going to have a look at uh, some uh, parklets. You know how people are allowed to um, use parklets? We want to actually make it standardize them. Rather have ad hoc containers. I've seen some places they've got containers, the pain and the rent. I don't want to see something like that. I want to see something more elegant. And of course, uh, one of the things I want to tell Territorians is if you know anybody who's done something good for the community, please nominate that person for the Citizen of Years Award. If you're part of an organization that does something fantastic for the community, nominate that organization for the Organization of the Year Award. It's the awards we do every year, nominating and recognizing people they've done something for their fellow human yep. being for their own family for another group and that's a really great idea now, to recognise great territory. I tried to nominate somebody fantastic last year but he actually lives in Palmerston now you've got to live in Darwin don't you to be eligible is that well, right? It's a Darwin award I know but the events that he organises are in Darwin so but you've got to live in Darwin well, it's it's it's, right? it's it's a it's a city of Darwin, okay. so we expect you to live in Darwin. Yep. Um, and I mean, Palmerston can do the same thing yeah. if you want. No doubt um, they will. And certainly, one thing I want to tell you now, mm. this is really really new. Nobody else knows. You're the first one to know. We're working very very closely with the people that actually came out of the defence, the veterans, to put a program to get a soldier on. People, the veterans, people that came out of the forces and they want a job, they will be considered as a priority for the council. Oh, good uh, stuff. To overcome some of the problems they may have. Yep. You know, they've come out from difficult situations, they fought for a long time yep. in battlefields and they need to go back into real life. So we've got a program for indigenous people that actually they can actually consider for council jobs and now we will do one for uh, the soldier on. What prompted you to, to decide to do this? Well look we're, we're a defence city, we've got a lot of people here, they served here, they want to stay in Darwin they come yep. back from battlefields and they look for, for jobs, they've got skills, they've got good leadership skills, they've got other skills, we can use them, also give them an opportunity to go back into real civilian life. And the next thing I want to my mind is, I would like to actually see how can we engage young people how can we, let's create like the Green Army, a mm. youth army, and get people that they made a mistake in their lives, they probably get a small sentence, and get engaged and give them a way out of uh, crime, yeah. if, if we can say so. So teach them some skills and get them in a team of adults that can be as mentors and see how quickly they can change their mind. Well, Convat Scarless, Lord Mayor of Darwin, always good to catch up. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. It's